thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill, and This Week in Wellness, a group of physicians calling themselves America's frontline doctors have dominated worldwide news cycles and social media channels despite efforts to censor them. Social media platforms have this week scrambled to delete the repeatedly posted video featuring seven doctors claiming to be at the front line of America's coronavirus response. Critics suggest that while these doctors have active medical licenses, they are offering little more than personal opinions from supporters of the Trump administration. The doctors, standing out in front of the US Supreme Court in white lab coats, reached more than 17 million people on just one version of the video as they shared their optimism for the use of hydroxychloroquine as a cure for coronavirus. Dr. Anthony Fauci, America's top infectious disease specialist, referred to them as a bunch of people spouting something that isn't true. Whilst one of the doctors has been criticized for her religious and medical beliefs, including deliverance ministry beliefs around demon sperm, the tea tree patriots who organized the press conference were quoted as saying that American life has fallen casualty to a massive disinformation campaign. We can speculate on how this happened and why it was continued, but the purpose of the American Frontline Doctors Summit is to empower Americans to stop living in fear. Fauci and other leading voices in public health and infectious disease research have repeatedly said that the scientific evidence to date does not show that hydrochloroquine has a positive effect for coronavirus patients and that there are risks in taking the drug. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now my opinion on this is that this seems to be really reframing the debate about what we should be doing about the coronavirus in both the short and the long term. And I'm not entirely sure that that's a good thing. What we've previously seen is people in the alternative health world, people in the wellness world, debating about the idea of the virulence of the virus versus the resistance of the host and whether we should be focusing as much as we are on avoiding the virus or whether we should be focusing more on building up the resistance of the host. And what we seem to be seeing now is a lot more people talking about one drug versus another potential drug that might be able to come down the line rather than the differences between maintaining your health and your resistance and your immunity versus perhaps taking some of the more restrictive measures we've seen. It also seems in this debate that there's a disequilibrium in the importance of opinion depending on which side that you're on. It seems like for one side, it's not okay to just spout your opinion. You need to have double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled studies in order to be able to state anything. But when it comes to the other side, the more commonly accepted view, what we're now saying is, well, that opinion counts. That opinion matters without the need for necessarily research to back it up and support it. As we've seen that many of the directives that are handed down and the advice handed down is not necessarily backed up by double-blind, randomized, controlled studies yet either. It also raises some interesting questions about off-label prescribing. You know, what we've seen here is that there were numerous doctors prescribing hydroxychloroquine off-label. That, you know, it's been approved for different things like anti-malarial medication. And so it is available to these doctors, but some of the doctors were then going and prescribing it for different things, in this case, potentially for coronavirus. Now, this is something that actually happens more often than we realize and something that we think we need to be really mindful of. Uh, if a drug is approved for one particular use, but it is then used 
for something different that isn't necessarily approved, what we're then doing is we're going back to people prescribing it based on opinion, not necessarily evidence because the evidence isn't necessarily there yet for them to prescribe it for that different use. It's something we need to be really mindful of. It's something that happens all the time. Once again, it's being pointed out in this case, but it's not necessarily being pointed out in other cases, which I find interesting. It'll also be interesting to see whether all medications are gonna be held to the same standard, requiring the gold standard of double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled trials. You know, it seems like this is the standard that hydrochloroquinine is being held to. And when it comes to chemically manufactured drugs, I have no problem with that. I think it's a good idea that they are held to the absolute highest standard. When we're talking about uh, outside-in interferences to our body, then I think it's important that they are held to the highest standard. But the, the fact is that we seem to be holding hydrochloroquine into this standard, but not necessarily all of the other drugs that are available, and certainly not potential drugs that are available in the future. It seems like some things we want to be able to rush through. We want to accelerate the process by which they're brought to the market because, quote unquote, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yet others, we're saying, well, hang on a second, there's not the uh, level of evidence there yet. And, and it does seem sometimes that older drugs that can no longer be patented and are therefore cheaper and more widely available sometimes seem to be held to a higher standard than those that are more recently developed that uh, are able to be patented and, and do have higher profit margins. I'm, I'm not sure whether that's the case. That is definitely opinion, not something coming from a double-blind randomized control study, but I think it's interesting and something worth keeping an eye on. So when it comes to everything going on in the world at the moment, the differing opinions from both sides of the equation, I think it's really important that you kind of put that aside for a little bit and you focus on what you can control. Do everything you can to improve your resilience, improve your immune function, give yourself the best chance of surviving no matter what's going on out, out there in the world around you. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This podcast is brought to you by Exercising Resilience. Would you like to be personally mentored by me to help you transform your feelings of fear, anxiousness, and hopelessness into feelings of strength and resilience? Would you like to feel more resilient physically, mentally, and financially? I've created a group mentoring program called Exercising Resilience. And right now, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial. That's 30 days of free daily access to me in a private group, two free group mentoring calls, a 21-day resilience challenge, and access to a highly motivated tribe of people to support you along your way. Just head to exercisingresilience.com or click on the link in the show notes to get your free no-obligation month of resilience mentoring. That's exercisingresilience.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.